0: Good afternoon, everybody. This is Pam Jenkins. And this is my podcast, very new, um, Justice for Tamar's Tears. I'm so sorry I'm being late and getting back uh, to do the second uh, episode, or actually it will be the first episode for Justice for Tamar's Tears. Um, I did a, um, I did a introduction on, I believe, January 11th, and I uploaded to Spotify, and I also uploaded to my Facebook page, which is Tears of Ministries. So I felt very glad to be back. Um, I had a delay um, due to the passing of my mother, and that was a huge deal there, and to really um, help get things with the rest of my family members uh, to settle her estate and clean out uh, things that she had left. And that hit us, uh, my family, very hard. And it was very unexpected. It happened before Christmas. And so we had to really gather ourselves and we had to really um, get together and see what we were going to do and follow the instructions that my mother so meticulously uh, put together for all of her six children. I am uh one daughter of six uh siblings, and I was so grateful for what my mother did and how she just put everything together and had already um, put her uh her burial information and she had Purchased her plot, and she had put things together so that there would be no burden on her family, on any one of her children. My father has been gone now for 17 years. And, um, she just really wanted to make everything very easy and without, uh, t- as much as possible without any confusion or chaos so that we would know where everything was and where everything she, uh, put together. And I was so grateful for that. And I'm still processing her, um, leaving and I'm still, um, periodically I have moments where I remember her. She uh, was not with us for christmas uh last year two thousand twenty one nor for the new year two thousand twenty two but um I'm thankful for the information she put together for the albums and pictures, and she also wrote a story and I believe that everyone at any any time in their life should write their own story. why because everybody has a story. And that's why I'm here with Justice for Tamar's Tears is because it's my story. And everyone should at one point in time in their life, write your story. Even if it's just a few pages, it's your story. It's what makes you, you It's what um, brought you from where you were to where you are today. And other people reading your story and hearing what you have to say and um, walking with you through the words of that story, that they actually get to know you through those words. And then also that story that you write is also usually for somebody else. It's your testimony. This is you talking about you. It's you talking about um, the events and the, um, the walk and the things that you went through and the things that you've come through in your life. And so, someone else really does need to hear that story. Somebody needs to hear what you had to say. Somebody needs to know how you got through what you went through because every story is not always uh 100% good Um because if it was then we wouldn't really have a story because I love it because I'm a Christian I'm a born again Christian Um Justice for Tamar's Tears is under Tears of Ministries and it is a Christ centered ministry and it has a lot to do with rape victims as myself a former rape victim and so when I'm telling my story and you're listening to what I'm saying. I'm hoping that something that I say helps you. Not trigger trigger you, but it may because of the pain of what rape does, the violation of rape, which is so ugly and is so horrible and it shouldn't happen to anybody, but it does. And the majority demographic, it happens to our women. And so it really... I want to really be able to reach any rape victim with my story, Justice for Tamar's Tears. Um, reach that person, especially if they haven't told anybody. I was one that hadn't told anybody. And it becomes our secret. It becomes this deep little secret that only we and the rapists and God knows about. And, your life takes on this different kind of turn and direction because this thing happened to you. I'm not making light of anything. I'm really going to talk about it. And I really want every um, woman to really listen to what, um, I have to say, Tears of Ministries is the ministry that the Lord Jesus Christ has given to me. What I'm doing is using what He has done for me to help you. And so, that this way, because you need to be healed and you need to get your life back and you need to have joy again in living, because some women who have been raped do not. Uh, live. They do not live, although they're alive, and some have also taken their own life by way of suicide. And I want to really reach out to the women who haven't told anybody. This is still your little dark secret, and it has done a tremendous amount of damage to you on the inside and I'm really concerned about that because I was once that and so <clears throat> in telling my story um, I want to tell you first about uh, Tears of Ministries I have a vision that was given to me by God to reach women like myself so Tears of, Tears of Ministries is crisis response that means I come in after the attack, a violation of rape has happened. I come in after with the ministry that God has given to me to Tamar. And Tamar, that name is not a label. That name is not an indictment. That name is not a, um, a judgment And neither is it a stigma. That name actually is a young woman who suffered rape from a family member. And that story is in 2 Samuel chapter 13 verses 1 through 20. And so... Uh, the Lord began to show me that that's what happened to me, and He also began to show me that a lot of women are this young woman in First Samuel thirteen, and so um, because Tears of Ministries is crisis response to the cry of Tamar, the young woman's name is Tamar, and that name means of date palm tree. I'll go into uh, what that actually means of the kind of young woman that she was uh, probably on the next episode. And, um, Tamar is a specific woman who suffers from the soul broken, traumatic after effects of rape. And if any woman who's listening understands and you have been raped, you understand what those traumatic after effects are and how you feel inside of what happened to you, which, by the way, number one, is not your fault. I'm going to stress that rape at any time to to anybody is not the fault of the person that has been violated by it. Contrary to what has been said, contrary to thoughts, contrary to how even law enforcement might act about it or say, it is not the fault of the person who is now become the victim of such a violent act. And so, this ministry, Tears of Ministries, there is compassion. God has put compassion in my heart for women of this type. God has put um compassion in my heart for Tamar because I used to be Tamar. And we compassionately uh, address these all the traumatic after effects of what happened to you. And you this these after effects have t- literally taken your life from you. Where you were before, how you were before, things you did before, how you thought before, how you handled your life, how you carried your life before you were violated by something that wasn't your fault, now has changed your life, changed the way you think, changed the way you see. Your outlook on life is different because everything now, everything is Happening and has kind of cord- coordinated together with what actually happened to you. And because of that, your whole life has been altered and changed. You don't know normal anymore. I understand that. You do not know normal anymore. There is no normality in your life as it was before the attack. And so Tears of Ministries comes along as crisis response to help you deal with all of the traumatic after effects that robbed you of your life. And I have to say, as I, as I did before, that I am a born-again Christian. I do believe in the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ because I'm a living witness. I do believe that there is a process that you must go through to receive that healing. And because your life matters to God and what happens to you matters to God. Matter of fact, it broke his heart to see that break you. And within that, God has a wonderful plan for your life to bring you back together. In other words, to restore you. Psalm 23 says that the Lord re- restores my soul. And so what I'm talking about here is rape that breaks the soul. The traumatic after effects of the rape has affected your soul area. And not to go into too much detail, I do want to say this, that we are a tripartite being. That means there's three parts of our being as it was created by God. We are, we have a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in this physical body and the things that affect our life in every day are things that happen through our childhood things that have um affected us along the way including a violation of rape that came into your life unexpectedly has broken your soul it has done as some damage on the inside of your soul and so it is taking away your ability to really live your life on a day-to-day basis which belongs to you by God. God is the one who has given us our life. He is the one that has created us. And we were born into this earth realm to be um, here for the glory of God and to do things that the Lord would have us to do. And then also this ministry has a great mission. I have a mission that I want to reach every Tamar. I'm going to remind you, Tamar is simply the name of a young woman who in the Bible, 2 Samuel 13, was raped by her half-brother. And so that word is not a label. It is not an indictment. It is not a stigma. Neither is it a judgment. I want to stress that i want to stress that so women don't think that God is, is calling you something that you're not. No, he wants to explain to you what happened to you that is conducive to what happened to the young lady in 2 Samuel chapter 13. And so also in that chapter, that young lady who was raped... By her half-brother. It was an incestual rape. She never recovered. The scripture says in verse 20 in that chapter. That she went into her brother's house. And she went into desolation. And she was never to be seen. Or never to be heard from again. There was no remedy for her. There was no justice for her tears. And so God wants to help women to understand those who have become the victim of rape. He wants to help you to understand there is justice for you. There is recovery for you. There is restoration for you. There's healing for you. There is the opportunity To make you whole again. And bring back the joy that you deserve to live in. You deserve to have in your life. Bringing that back to you. So you can live a full life as God intended for you to in this earth. And so this is what Tears of Ministries comes in to do. And so... Um, I said I have a mission to reach every Tamar with the purpose to bring God's restorative justice to you. Not only just justice, but it's a justice that he comes in to do that man cannot do that we cannot do. No one, no human being can do that for you. God must come in and do that for you. Because when God comes in to do the work in a person's life, that person becomes a new Person And God is able to help you to understand and then help you to live out that life as if nothing ever happened to you. As we go along in the uh, coming episodes, I will explain that. And so he comes in to bring restorative justice to Tamar for this violation that wasn't her fault. He does it by helping Tamar get to Tirzah. And Tirzah is a Hebrew word. And it simply means that it's a person and it is a place. And that's according to Song of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 4. It's a person and a place. And it is a beautiful place. It is a beautiful place where kings of old in the Old Testament went and settled there, it's kind of sort of like a summer house, like the Hamptons or like Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts, where you buy summer property in the islands or on the uh, the. French or the Italian Riviera where you can buy a summer house there and you can go there to, to, um, stay during the summertime. And it's a beautiful place, growing things, life there, uh, trees there, just utter beauty. And that's where the old kings used to go and stay. And so that's what Tirza has to do, uh, do with a woman bringing back her beauty restoring of her beauty, restoring her freedom and her liberty again. And it's a place where your joy and your life are delightfully lived in Christ Jesus, free of all pain and sorrow and grief and desolation that happened to you, part a part of the soul-broken traumatic effects after rape that happened to you. And so you get your life back. This is what Tirza means. This is what God did for me. And Tirza Ministries helps rape victims become victors. Not to remain a victim and not even to be called a survivor. For when God comes in to bring his restorative justice to your life, you literally become a new person so that you can live your new life. I have a new life that has been given to me by God because he was the only one who can come in and fix what happened to me. I was angry. Like any woman, any young girl, even men and children would be of a violation that wasn't their fault. You would become so angry. And you become so helpless at the same time. And you become weak because you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do with that anger of something that you did not cause. I don't care what happens. I don't care what a woman says or does. She does not deserve to be raped. I'm going to say that again. No matter what she does, no matter what a woman says... She does not deserve to be raped. Rape is a sin. It is a sexual immoral sin. And it is a violation of the privacy of the person that it happens to. And nobody has a right to do that to a woman or young girl or young boy or even a man. Now I want to say that that I my name is Pam Jenkins. I am a certified sexual assault crisis advocate, counselor. And I am the face, the voice, and the writer of Tears Ministries. I want to put that out there. And then I also want to say um, that I do not make any claims that I am a uh, licensed clinical social worker. I am not a psychologist. I am not a psych, uh, psychiatrist. I am not any or any fashion of one of those categories. I am simply talking from experience. I am talking from what happened to me. I am talking from what God has done for me. This is my testimony. This is my testimony to women like myself. So what I've learned over the years is what God has taught me is what God has opened my eyes so that I can see the truth. And that's the one thing we will be talking about here is you must know the truth, because when you do that truth will make you free. And God is concerned about how this hurt a woman. God is concerned about what all this did to a woman. And I want to say that not every woman goes the same way or goes through the same things. Not all of it. But there are some things that we do go through that are the same. Some of those same traumatic Uh, After effects that have broken our soul. And so it is the soul of you, that inward part of you, the seat of your being that needs to be healed. It is broken. It is fragmented. It is in pieces. Your life has come into pieces. And I have talked to different women. I have uh, answered some of their questions and ministered to them because many of them have said to me that I've never told anyone. And some women are as old as I am and say, I never talked to anybody. This happened to me as a teenager. And one uh, young lady that I talked to, she said it happened to me three times. My heart broke when I heard that. This happened to me three times. I I broke inside. And my main main point here is I want to know, I do want to know, um, if this has happened, have you gone to talk with anyone? Have you gotten help? Have you sought out uh, therapy? Have you sought out someone to whom you can talk to? Because rape, in the issue of rape, you do need to talk with someone because it does mess you up inside. And what I've also learned over the years, that it does affect your personality. These kinds of violations that happen because of a crisis to your person, it does change your personality. And people may not understand what's coming out of you. They may not know why you're acting the way you're acting or why you're talking the way you're talking. Why you look the way you look because sometimes it brings forth depression. Depression. And why people don't understand sometimes and they may in, in with all good intention, they may call it something that it isn't and that doesn't help the rape victim at all. So I will say to anyone that has uh, gone through this, you have been violated by rape and your family members know about it or your friends know about it, your, your personal close friends know about it. They really have to know what to say to you. They really have to be very careful because one thing that cannot happen is a rape victim cannot feel as if they're being raped over and over again by the words of other people, meaning well people, good intention people, but yet not knowing what really to say. And so in all of that, I'm also saying that when rape happens to one person in the family, it affects the entire family. Because now the whole family is not the same. Because the victim herself is not the same. So everybody is affected in some kind of way. Everybody is traumatized because their loved one has been attacked. And so we don't know all the time how to handle something like that. That's why words need to be as few as possible. And the rape victim just simply needs to know that their family members or friends, close friends, are simply there whenever they need, need them. So that gives that person um, support. And there used to be in the times uh, years and years ago that a woman who had been raped did not have support. She didn't have anybody to talk to. And that was what they used to call the word taboo, that you didn't talk about things like that. These things happened in the family because family members uh, were molesting, abusing, or raping other family members. And that was something you just didn't talk about. It was covered up under the rug and it was never talked about. And I, I, the, the great thing about it is some, some women that it happened to were able to still rise and were able to still accomplish things that they desired to accomplish in their life and set goals, even though what happened to them happened. They didn't say anything. And the person that violated them didn't say anything. But that did not mean that that has gone away. Just because a woman is able to kind of move on into accomplishing her goals and become very successful in certain areas of her life, you can best believe there are other areas that she's not because it all relates and goes back to when she was violated. So with Tears of Ministries, I need to make this uh, ministry statement because I am also a black woman. And so I need to make this statement that Tears of Ministry does not focus its outreach on any one specific ethnic group because sexual assault has no uh, racial preference. And we know that. Sexual assault has no racial preference. And so this ministry, Tears of Ministries, is primarily, as I said, crisis response to female rape victims. That's the primary. But Tears of Ministries will also respond to any men and any children as well, because the, those men and those women, too, have now become victims. We cannot act like children are not being raped, teenagers, date rape. We cannot act like men are not being raped, especially in the prison system. We cannot act as if those things are not happening. So I, um, wanted to just share just that little bit um, about Tears of Ministries. What is my goals and what are my objectives? And then also connected to Tears of Ministries is Covenant Refuge House. And very soon I will open that shelter. And that shelter is specifically for Tamar. And these women who are are in need of longer term care for the soul brokenness on the inside of them. They will actually come to live at the shelter and receive the help and the ministry that they need to help them work through the brokenness so that they can be healed. And I, I'm looking forward to opening that shelter this year because I see through the Me Too movement, I see through a lot of, a lot of women have been raped and it has been uh, covered up. And it has been made secret. And so it is good to have seen more women begin to come out and say, this happened to me too. And I want to hear the voices. I want to hear the stories. And I have read many stories that have broken my heart. And some people's stories were just like my story. And so I want to talk to them. I want to minister to them. I want to give them what God has given to me for them. Because again, I'm Christ centered and I believe Jesus Christ can heal you of whatever hurts you. Jesus Christ can heal you of whatever hurts you. And so I thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast today. This was my first episode as of today on February 11th and I did my intro pod, podcast on July, January 11th. It is it has been posted to Spotify. And it has been posted onto Tears of Ministries, a Facebook page. I will also post it on Tears of Ministries um, Instagram page. So I want to make sure that I got that information out and we will go through... Um, a few more things in the next episode and you'll hear more of my own story and how the Lord has brought me through. So thank you very much for being with me today. I, I thank you for um, hanging in there for 30 minutes and I hope this will cause you to be captivated in your heart and that you will be wanting to hear more and listen more as I upload uh consecutive episodes. Episodes. Okay. Thank you so much, everybody, and have a great day. Bye-bye.